Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Hey, good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. David Shepard's here. Marco Belletti is here. And, of course, I'm the namesake of the program, so it's usually good when I am here as well, which tonight I am. And what a good night to be here. As JR was talking about it on the JR Sport Brief show, there's a lot going on. There's just, there's a lot going on. I don't necessarily know of everything that's going on what, like, the lead story would be. There's there's a lot happening. There's a baseball trade. There's some college action tonight. There's some NBA action tonight. We got the All-Star Reserves name tonight. We got uh, Joel Embiid injury update. We got some interesting results in the NBA. We've got a lot of things happening. The, the Pro Bowl games, I guess, are starting. I was at a restaurant tonight um, just with my wife and kid and some friends, and the TVs are on at this place, and they're showing the Pro Bowl games, and I don't really understand what has happened here. I mean, I guess I do. I've always been a Pro Bowl advocate. I, I like the Pro Bowl. I like it mainly just for how it looks. I like everybody wearing the same jersey and different helmets. So I always like that. Um, the, you know, they did the thing where they did the draft and that was done. They tried to pump some juice back into it. NBA did the same thing. And now they're going back to East West, which I think is the right thing to do. If you're going to do anything else, maybe a USA versus the world type thing. But th- this fantasy draft stuff, I, I guess the draft is kind of neat and cool. But then the game, you're like, oh, LeBron and AD are on different teams. Uh, it's, it's, honestly, it's dumb. It's, it's too much. But the Pro Bowl itself over the years became really a glorified flag football game. And why people said that was there was still passing with like maybe a push out of bounds. And there was still you know, plays that were run and, you know, special teams and, you know, whatever. But the running plays got pretty bad where you would run it up the middle and the guy would just kind of run for five yards and then stop like, like training camp. And I still think that that was better than this because I'm supposed to think that tonight is some sort what is it tonight? The skills competition. The, the fact that they're doing anything separate from, Sunday, Sunday, they just play flag football anyway. Just do, just do it all in one day. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm, I'm watching this stuff on TV, and like at the corner of my eye, I'm like, that, what? Do, I saw some people trying to snap a football 
through like a wall that looked like Swiss cheese, long snappers. And I don't think either guy hit a circle. I mean, it was it was weird. As as bad as the Pro Bowl was, is what I want to say. It is better than this. It is better than this half-ass thing on Thursday, and then whatever stupid thing we get on Sunday. You know, the, football is a monster when it comes to the ratings. Football is a monster when it comes to conversation. But this, there's nobody. There's this isn't marketed for anybody. I, I don't. I don't know who wants to see. Any of this. So even me, number one Pro Bowl lover, uh, I got to be out. I got to be out. I'm not I'm not watching flag football. I don't even like that it's coming to the Olympics. I don't I, I don't think flag football should be an Olympic sport. I don't want to watch flag football. The whole point of football is to go down when you tackle someone. And I don't need to see people getting their heads blown off like we used to do in the 70s and 80s, but if you're just going to rip a flag off of a guy's waist, that's just not for me. Look, I, I'm a I'm a red meat individual. I like my football with tackling in it. All right? And maybe I am maybe I am part of a dying breed. Who knows? But there's a lot of things going on. Uh football certainly has a lot of storylines going on, and I think the big storyline there or at least the first news of a very busy news day was that Dan Quinn is going to head to Washington to be the commander's head coach. And for the last few nights, I've been talking about the commanders and what this job was. And I do think it's an attractive job. You've got a new ownership group. You've got a bunch of picks in the top 100. You've got the number two overall pick. So you can have kind of your choice. If it's not Caleb Williams or Drake may, I mean, you're not going to get, you can have your choice of all but one. It's, that's pretty decent spot to be in. And a quarterback is likely going to be what they look at there. And that's a good spot. Or or maybe you trade down a little bit. Maybe you say there's a lot of quarterbacks in this draft. Maybe we don't mind one of these other guys. Maybe we'll trade down and, and bolster the team a little bit more. So there is the opportunity for Washington to at least build a foundation and start to be a kind of football team that can contend and be competitive again. I certainly think that that is possible. And if you look at everything that this job was offering, those picks, uh, there may be a new stadium at some point, just the potential to turn this thing around, I, I thought it was an attractive job. And nobody else seemed to. Nobody else seemed to. And that goes down to coaching candidates that didn't seem to. So we're at a point here where Dan Quinn gets hired by the commanders. And while Dan Quinn is happy to be a head coach, and while the commanders are happy to have a head coach, I don't know like that anyone's truly happy. Um, There were like different high school dances that I went to. <laughs> this is dumb. But we're like the girl that I liked, uh, you know, she had a boyfriend and then, some girl that liked another guy. And then, you know, we're in the same friend group. And so we like, we're not each other's first choice, but we go to the dance quote unquote together. Like we go to the same, you know, when you're in the same friend, friend group, you all go to the same spot for homecoming or whatever. So we all go to the same place. We all sit at the same table. We dance with each other once with the arms out extended. And then, you know, later in the night, the person we really like, you know, you kind of swap dance partners a little bit. It's junior high, whatever. 
So you swap dance partners a little bit. And that's the moment you you dance closer to her. And you're like, it's just kind of like two people that are going to dance together. And, you know, they weren't each other's first choice. Like they're happy to be at the dance. Oh, yeah. How old do you think I am? You think I went to sock hops? Talk about middle school dances. What else are they going to play in that kind of age group, right? Casey and JoJo. Oh, I missed the mark there then. All my life, I pray for someone like you. That kind of stuff. Chef, I went to school in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, God. You danced to this? With a girl, yeah. You. This was the slow dance song. What? This, we yeah. didn't play this in the 90s? Sure we did. When was this from? Yeah, I danced to this. Oh, God, Rachel. I mean, what? <laughs> That's not the one you married, right? No, I actually, I also uh, said a name just now that was not related to, in any way to any girl. I, I, that's a, that's a, that, the name Rachel has no effect in my life. Okay, that was, that was a smart move because then someone yeah. would be saying, hey, Bart, who's Rachel? I haven't heard about Rachel yet. What's yeah. up with this honesty? Yeah. yeah, I'd have to be a real idiot to say Emily. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Emily doesn't exist either. She's a, what, have, yeah. what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> All right, so Dan Quinn of the Commanders, Shep, what do you think about that move? That seems pretty exciting. You're being sarcastic, right? Well, I think Dan Quinn was going to get a job, but it seemed like Seattle was the place for him. I... And then they passed on him. And then uh, Washington, clearly, this was not their first choice. So I guess it will work. Now there's rumblings that Chip Kelly may bolt college to come be the offensive coordinator, which would continue a trend. But I don't know. I mean, it can work. It just, there were a lot of great coaches this cycle. And now when you see who's available, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, you know, Ben Johnson didn't take that job. Maybe some of these other candidates, Aaron Glenn, whoever. Um, I don't know. I don't know that Dan Quinn and, and Washington, I don't know that anybody predicts that move. You might pick Dan Quinn somewhere else, and obviously you pick Washington to have a head coach, but nobody's drawn this line from that side of the paper well, to this one. Bart, let me answer your question with another question for you. Does Eric Bieniemy give up a 28-3 to lead with an MVP quarterback in any game, let alone Super Bowl. No, and that's the thing with Dan Quinn, because then you think, oh, when, when, did he, when did he coach last? You look at the record, you, you say, oh, he was 0-5 that last year. Remember, he got fired, and then Raheem Morris took over, and now he's back in Atlanta, 7-9 and a couple of years, 10-6. Well, and then you the, think, th- that's the thing. Is you that... think 11-5 and Super Bowl, oh, that Super Bowl? But a great coach, a great coach is someone like Marv Levy that can lose in heartbreaking fashion and then have the temerity, have the confidence, have the intellect, have the coaching pedigree to reevaluate, regroup, and put forth a winning product. Dan Quinn, Bart, wasn't able to do that. Dan Quinn had three of four losing seasons in his last four years in Atlanta. And that's the guy you give a second opportunity to when the guy in your own backyard who has had Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl experience, two of those being wins, and you don't give that guy a sniff of the head coaching job? That's pathetic, Bart. I don't know that it's ever going to happen for Eric Bietami at this point. It's it I, honestly, I don't know why there's this particular hire with Dan Quinn. Listen, Bart, if you hire Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, hell, if you hire Mike Vrabel, okay, absolute proven winners as head coaches. Dan Quinn had a nice season, 
But we know overall he's a 500 head coach. I have a big issue with them going with Dan Quinn over Eric Bieniemy. Those other three, I can understand. This one is confounding to me. And and it's I don't know why there's not more uproar about this. Yeah, I don't know. I think everybody's just kind of realized that it's never going to happen for Bieniemy. I, I I mean, I don't know. He he didn't get one out of Kansas City. He clearly seemed to go here so that he could uh take over for Ron Rivera. But that's not happening. Look, Dan Quinn, I think the job that he has done in Dallas has been uh, very, very good. He's been their defensive coordinator the last three years. They ranked a combined fifth in points over that time and seventh in yards. Under Quinn, they led the NFL with 93 forced turnovers in that time. Uh, A lot of players had said a lot of great things about Dan Quinn. So I, I think that Dan Quinn came to Dallas with a bit of an image to, you know, that he needed to work on. Uh, and I think that the results show that he worked on that. So I don't I don't necessarily think that Dan Quinn shouldn't have gotten another head coaching job. I think he maybe, you know, deserved his way back into that as well as anybody. But it seemed like the most logical place for him was going to be Seattle, where he spent two different stints, most recently the defensive coordinator there before the Atlanta job. Um, and it, it just it's interesting that they went a different way. Basically a great defensive guy, but younger in Mike McDonald. And the uh, commanders, who we thought might have been looking for more of an offensive mind, now have chosen to take on a, a more defensive guy. And again, he could bring in Chip Kelly, and we'll see what kind of staff he assembles as now you're starting to see some offensive coordinators be named the Raiders Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the landing spot there. So there's a lot of guys filling these positions now, especially the ones that have recently opened, but yeah, it's, it's just, it, it doesn't like if you're a Seattle fan and you get Mike McDonald, I think that you can like be excited about that. If you're a Panther fan and get Dave Canales, you're like, all right, well we can talk ourselves into that. If you're a Titans fan uh, and you sign Brian Callahan, you're still trying to find any image of him on Google. There yet hasn't been uh, one that's popped up. I mean, literally, who is this guy? He's a non-playable character. Uh, we don't know. But with with this job, it just seemed like maybe there were more, well, not even more attractive candidates. It just seemed like this was never a fit. And so they just kind of settled on each other. Um, I'll bring up probably the Milwaukee Brewers at one point tonight because they traded Corbin Burns to the Baltimore Orioles. Congrats to Baltimore and an ace on your staff. But this is something that's happened, and I've used that kind of same analogy before. I'm sorry that was not a uh, Bart Winkler original. I've used it before when I've talked about the Milwaukee Brewers and their AAA affiliate because there's all these teams that have AAA affiliates at that level, and they all like either have become part of the team or part of the organization, part of the ownership group, and the Brewers have always like either gotten Nashville or Indianapolis or um, there was another one, I think Colorado Springs. But they've always seemingly been like, oh, we need an affiliate. And then the affiliate needs a team. It's always kind of the last team left. And that's exactly what happened here. That's exactly what seemed to have happened here where Dan Quinn could have got a job anywhere uh, or elsewhere. Nobody wanted him. He did how many interviews with Seattle? I'm probably overestimating, but 15? Uh, and they still didn't want him. And then now he's with the commanders who kind of got blindsided maybe by Ben Johnson, still talked to Aaron Glenn for all we know. And then 
and then go then go on with that one. So yeah, a lot has come out of this. I mean, Dan Quinn, seemingly unwanted by the team that wanted him, ends up somewhere else with a team who may have just kind of made a panic move. Certainly didn't want the enemy. I mean, he was one of the first guys they talked to, but it seems all the reporting that I've seen seems to be more of like we checked in with more than we sat down and gave a proper interview. So I don't know what happens with him. If they do bring in Chip Kelly or anybody, obviously he would be gone. So then he'd be looking for work. Is he out of work all of a sudden? Will there be a job that opens up for him? Um, I think that is a big part of it. So there's just, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting how this coaching shuffle has sort of kind of the cards have been laid out this way. And Dan Quinn went to Washington and Washington seemingly the best they could do was Dan Quinn. And, and I, and again, I think that I think like Dan Quinn and Washington could end up being like, Oh, I didn't want to go to dance with her, but you know, we, we danced and then we really hit it off and we fell in love and now we have five kids, you know? So there's some stories that end like that too. And maybe Dan Quinn's up on the podium someday hoisting a Lombardi trophy. Maybe it works out. We don't know. It just seemed like this was not Dan Quinn's number one job. And it seemed like this wasn't Washington's number one choice. And I thought that Washington would do better this coaching cycle than Dan Quinn. 855-212-4227. We'll talk more on this with you. Talk some NFL. Tonight, the Bartometer fires up once again. This is a piece of machinery that I have that helps us settle the topics that we can't settle. Tonight, we're going to figure out who the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL are because we've been flirting with this and we're trying to figure out where Brock Purdy lands. And I think Brock Purdy's good, but I personally don't think he's great. Like most people somehow are convincing themselves of. I still think there's other quarterbacks you put ahead of them. I still think there's a lot of quarterbacks you put on the Niners and they're right in the Super Bowl. But we are going to get the unbiased, unfiltered opinion of this concoction that I made, this machine, and it will tell us who exactly, with no room for debate, because the Bartometer results are final. It will tell us that in about 45 minutes. But we've got time for you, 855-212-4227. That coming up next, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. secrets secret thing of you know scheme or secret plays that are going to get us there faster it's going to take a lot of hard work by finding the right people and doing it the right way treating people the right way building everybody up throughout the building i want everybody to feel like they're a part of this mission you're listening to the bart winkler show heard monday through friday nighttime and nationwide 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. That is Mike McDonald. Don't. I wanted to do Mike McDonald had a farm. Is that dumb? I was going to do it. That's pretty dumb. See how, uh, but see how it goes. Do it and uh, just, you know, judge it later. No, I, that'll be that'll be the headline. There'll be there'll be some sort of there'll be like. If he ever gets to the Super Bowl, it'll be like Mike McDonald. I don't know. They'll go S U P E R. You know, there's a lot of there's. It's a ripe opportunity. Or Mike McDonald found his arm. 
Like if they find a quarterback in the draft? Bart, the guy's 37, 36 or 37 years old. One of the two. He's heard it before. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just trying to write headlines for the there you go. Uh, Seattle Times. These are all free suggestions. Never give a... Never give away for free what you can sell, but um, I'm just trying to help out, you know, young aspiring headline writers out there by stumbling through nursery rhymes. <laughs> so listen, I hope Greg Bell's listening somewhere. Yeah, I I, I hope he is too. I, I hope that they can. I'm sure they haven't thought of it at all. I'm sure. Of course not. I'm sure it hasn't crossed their mind yet. Uh, Mike McDonald is the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks now. They got rid of Pete Carroll. The Patriots got rid of Bill Belichick and hired and promote Gerard Mayo. The combined age of Mayo and McDonald is 73. And Carroll is what, 72? And Belichick, 71? So both of these guys lose their jobs. And then both of their replacements are half their age. And I do think that it's not ageism. Maybe it is, but... Also, these guys are past retirement age also. Uh, and they don't they're not like desperate need of the work. Like they're not just hoping for their social security checks and oh, I need another job. If you're a franchise and you're trying to find your next head coach, it's a big ask to hire somebody who's in their 70s and then want 4 or 5 years out of them. I'm not saying something morbid is going to happen, but I'm just saying like what kind of what kind of what kind of effort and hustle and and I know that seventies the new fifty I know all that, but you got to look at that a little bit, and I think these teams have, and I think that's why a team like the Commanders, you know, if they're going to try to figure out who their next guy is going to be, and Dan Quinn's fifty three, but fifty three compared to seventy, I mean that's that's a little younger. Now some of these guys are much much younger, but I'm curious as to why Mike Vrabel didn't find another job. You know, we could talk about Eric Bieniemy. That one's certainly interesting. Vrabel's 48, and Vrabel, I don't think anybody thought would get, uh, you know, fired by Tennessee, but it seemed like him and the ownership weren't on, you know, the right terms or seeing eye to eye. So it's just kind of interesting that we've been very complimentary of and suspecting and expecting one of these elder statesman coaches to get another job, and Carroll couldn't find one, and I, and he still wants to coach, and Belichick couldn't find one, and we think he still wants to coach. So it's very interesting that the commanders not only passed up those guys. Is age a thing there? I don't know. But there were also a lot of other candidates that they could have had. And I'm not saying that Dan Quinn is a bad candidate. I'm not saying that. Yes, he was at the helm of the 28-3 to Super Bowl collapse. But you can't. You can't say, oh, why would they hire him? Anyone involved in that should never coach again. And then two seconds later say, you know who's the best coach in the league is Kyle Shanahan. He was a, he was the offensive coordinator. So you can't like pick and choose when you're going to use that stat for and against uh, a certain person. I don't think. 855-212-4227. Nick is in Maryland tonight. What's up with you, Nick? Hey, Bart. Uh, just wanted to say, a bit underwhelmed with the Commanders. Long time rooting for them. I'm only 14, but I've rooted them for them my entire life. I just think they should have kept on Mike McDonald while they had the chance. And I'm just a bit annoyed at that. 
Man, they must have really done a number on you because you sound a lot older than 14. They must have beaten you down and wore you down already. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel it, man. I, one of my good buddies is a Commanders fan, and he's like 25, and the, the stuff that he has seen, it's like, oh, my goodness. And the name yeah, changes and the bad owner, and oh, my gosh. Will you hang in there? Williams? What's that? You talking about Linnell William? Willingham? Uh, no, I haven't met him yet. Uh, Toby Altizer does some work out there. I'm talking about. Uh, yes, listen to his does show. Does some work uh, out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's he's seen a lot through his days. But yeah, man, you're plugged in on that radio scene. I like it, Nick. Yep. yep. Well, you have a good one, and uh, better days are coming. All right, Nick, calling up this morning. Got a lot of, uh, I'm really hitting that, uh, we had a caller last night that was 12, but he called it like midnight. <laughs> so I'm really hitting the uh, the youth demo. He called it one, I thought, no? Uh, Shep, I'm in central time that's zone. That's right. Okay, midnight, you're, okay, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he was in Chicago. True, true. Which is also central time zone. I'll tell you that's been that's been the hardest thing for me is to try to cuz I'm in central time zone and you're in the eastern time zone and a lot of like the radio lingo is eastern time zone but it's been really hard for me to try to bow down to you east coast elitist that uh try to control what my clock says it's been really hard it's 9:30 right now okay None of this 10.30 garbage. What time does the news come on there? 11 at night? The local news? That's insane. It depends on it depends on what station. Well, yeah, then some stations have their 10 o'clock, right? right. right it depends on but how the news should come night. on at 10 o'clock. The 10 o'clock news. You guys have news coming on at 11. Well, that's, I mean, in an ideal world, that's the lead-in for the Tonight Show. That's, that's why they always wanted to make it at 11. Yeah, but primetime TV starts at 8. On the East Coast, it should start at seven. <laughs> well, I think I think the um, I think with the the theory about that is you get home from work at six o'clock, and then you have dinner, yeah. and you don't want it to be rushed. And well, you, you should eat dinner in front of the TV like a normal person. I I Bart personally, and I I don't mean to sound all blue bloods here, um, but when I sit around, I mean that as a compliment, by the way. But when I sit around a table, I like to talk about my day with my family and hear what they have to say and. You know, talk about what's going on in the world and mm. what's going on in society. And to me, you don't get that time back. I don't want to spend it glued in front of the television because time with family goes by all too quick, man. I, I'd snap my fingers, but I don't want to piss you off. Sorry. Yeah, I can't snap. I yeah, know. There you right. go. But, Bart, no, but you, in all seriousness, man, like, you're, you're a wonderful dad to a four-year-old. Like, don't you want that time to be talking with your family and not staring at a television screen? Shep, I asked him how his day was, and he goes, <laughs> I'm not telling you that, Daddy. Well, he's four. G- yeah. Give it another year, and I, I promise you there's going to be even more dialogue. Yeah, well, for now, we watch we watch TV. Um, Tim is in North Carolina. Tim, what grade are you in? Well, past 12, that's for sure. <laughs> what are you in, like 50th when, when, grade? When can I get with the program? Local news comes on at 6 and 11. Well, yeah, for me, it comes on at 6 and 10. Because well, you guys have that time, weird hour time, where from time, 7 time to 8, hours, you're airing, like, game prime, shows. Primetime hours are 8 to 11. 
Oh God, who wants to stay up? Maybe before I was doing this job, I was I was in bed at eight, man. Well, listen, let's get to Quinn. So here's the thing with Quinn. Everybody talks about twenty three, and for very good reason. But no one ever seems to talk about the fact that that man left the field with two timeouts in overtime. Two timeouts he was given after his defense was sucking wind the whole second half when the Patriots came back. Now, I don't know much about football. What he forgets in a minute, I'll never know in the lifetime. But what I will tell you is this. I know common sense. And if you gave me two timeouts and my defense was on the field a whole second half, sucking wind, and the Patriots got the ball in overtime, and my defense needed to rest, you better just be sure I'd take those two timeouts. And he didn't take not but one. Well, he's had, what, seven years to think about that. I'd tell you the person they they should have hired, and everybody seems to be sleeping on, Brian Flores. Oh, yeah, he had a great year. Brian Flores got screwed over by the, the, the owner there in Miami when he wouldn't do his bidding when he wouldn't mm-hmm. tank for him. And mm-hmm. because he's a man of integrity, you see what he did with the Vikings this last offseason. That team lost Hendricks and some other defensive end. And he took basically the same defense and made something out of him when Danny Jones and the Giants carved them up in the postseason last year. So why Brian Flores doesn't get a look, I guess maybe he's sort of blacklisted by the NFL, not sure. But that's, if I was in charge of things, that would be the end I'd hire. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Tim. Brian Flores is a good candidate. Um, we may be getting at the point where maybe just Eric Bieniemy is not a good candidate. Maybe he's just not. I don't know. I don't know, but he's gotten passed over a lot. He's done a lot of interviews, got passed over a lot. I am just like, as I'm thinking of all these guys that, you know, haven't gotten jobs and that got passed over, right? Like Bill Belichick didn't get a job again in this cycle when he was available. And I mentioned Carroll and Vrabel, but even guys like a Brian Flores or, um, you know, be enemy. That just makes it all the more astounding to me that Ben Johnson didn't want his opportunity that there was an opportunity for him, and before he could even get an offer, he just threw his name out of the running. There are guys that are still coordinators and kind of have to become lifetime coordinators because the head coaching thing is just, just isn't going to happen for them. And I, it, it's, just, it's just startling to me that, again, we don't know every detail of why he kept that job and all that, but there's only 32 of these jobs, and if you have an opportunity at one, I feel like I would take it. I got a quick question for you, Bart. Mm -hmm. There's one job, and I've heard you mention it, that may be the best of all these jobs, and it could potentially be available in two weeks. And you can't help but think Eric Biennemi would be one of the absolute leading candidates for this job. It's and Bill Belichick maybe he may be taking that job. Pete Carroll may be taking that job. They may be having the seat warm for Mike Vrabel. You know exactly which team I'm talking about. 
Yeah, oh, you mean when the Niners finally fire Shanahan because he can't win a big game? <laughs> no. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about the Chiefs. Oh, team. you're talking about the Chiefs. Correct. Mm. Correct. Because, oh. because, Bart, there's been a lot of whispers there. There really there really has been. There was there were retirement conversations last year about Andy Reid when he won the Super Bowl. When there's some smoke, there's fire. They weren't asking that about Bill Belichick when he won a Super Bowl in his late 60s, but they are about Andy Reid. I got to be honest, uh, just gut feeling or whatever, I don't think that job's going to be open. I don't think he's stepping down. Okay. I think a lot of the uh, conversation about that has been very recent, and I don't know how genuine it feels. I just, yeah, it's something to speculate, and, and sure, I think this close, I think this coaching cycle is closed. Book shut. No more. We're done. I don't see it opening up. And yeah, if it did, okay, the enemy was there and that'd be great. Like you think he's probably like calling up everybody he knows on the Chiefs. It's like, hey, uh, any any truth to these raid rumors? I got to like figure out what I'm going to do here. Uh, and I'm sure one of these other guys would love to jump in and do that. But I don't know. I just total gut feeling. I don't buy anything into it. I don't think that he's leaving uh, anytime soon. He could get up there and. He could be on the podium and he could say, I'm retiring. And then they could pan down to the field and there's Travis Kelsey on one knee. And then I'll be double wrong because I don't think he's getting engaged either. That's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. The, the, the fan fiction on this Super Bowl is really starting to really, really starting to uh, blossom here. All the things that we think are going to happen. Uh, no, it's probably going to be a boring game and the commercials will be bad and it'll be uh, we'll move on with our lives. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Shep. We've got the Bartometer going to tell us who exactly are the best quarterbacks in all of football. Again, the Bartometer and my feelings and opinions are not necessarily in line. It is just my device. It is my piece of equipment. I built it, but I built it to give us rational takes because sometimes I worry, you know, my fandom might cloud my judgment a little bit. Or, God forbid, I might actually be wrong about something, as rare as that is. So, that'll be coming up. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Well, I think we'll we'll, we'll go down that road, you know. I think, um, certainly, I think that'll be important for our football team to have some stability there. Um, you know, Jordan and his rep- representation, I think they, you know, they're really good people. So we'll start working towards that, you know, sometime this uh, next couple months. It's the Bart Winkler show on CBS sports radio. Here's Bart Winkler. That's Packers general manager, Brian Gutekunst when asked about Jordan love and when they may kind of work out a, uh, long-term contract. He's got another year left. They kind of bought out and rearranged the fifth-year options. So he made a decent amount of money. He was making money with each playoff win, and uh, he's going to be in line for probably a raise because he has earned it, and the Packers want to make sure that they invested on this guy and they didn't just, like, groom him for somebody else to reap the benefits of. So will Jordan Love be in the top ten of the Bardo meter? The Bardo meter tonight is going to unveil the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL Again, the Bartometer, it's, you might think, oh, the Bartometer is like, uh, it's, it's Bart's way to 
give his, uh, you know, opinions. It's just a fun little segment. You'd be wrong. The Bartometer is a piece of equipment that I have created. I've taken my 20 years of sports radio knowledge to fine-tune this machine. It's like analytics to the max is what it is. People have been asking me all day. Someone came up to me at the gas station today. I was pumping gas, and they said, hey, hey is Jordan Love going to be on the Bartometer? I said, you got to wait. Even Shep. Shep was asking me earlier, where's Brock Purdy? Where's Brock Purdy? I said, Shep, we haven't fired it up yet. I don't know. I don't know the results of the Bartometer. We're going to so, fire it up next break. So full disclosure, I mean, I, I like genuinely try to ascertain and understand where the Bartometer comes from. Like how much of it is actually BART? This is, and I'm being dead serious about this. And how much of it is actually just like maybe public opinion or different sources or, or some kind of formula? And, the the and, formula that I'm tr- – like you can't, I can't even but like – But it's not you. No, but it also – like it's not it, – it really is not just you. Like I, I don't think people, It's not me. It's, this is not like a running joke. This actually is not Bart Winkler's opinion. This is the Bartometer. It's a Bartometer, Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have named it after myself, but I mean, Frankenstein was not the name of the monster. It was Dr. Frankenstein, right? It's Frankenstein's monster. And so I made the same mistake that they made so long ago. I've put a lot of, you know, the, the, like the code that I had to write to make this machine is like, it would blow Einstein's mind. You can't even comprehend it. So that's coming up in a little bit. Uh, Paul is coming up right now. He's in Rhode Island. Hey, Paul. My man, listen, I love your show. You know, I've been uh, an ad- adverse caller. Listen, hmm? you hit, hit what, what's going on. This uh, Brock Ferry thing, every brother doesn't like him. But you know what? I'm going to take him. I'm going to take this guy because he's taken everything that he's fitted. You know how Brady went to a fitted suit? This kid went to a fitted team. Yeah, I'll just say the thing I've always said about Brock Purdy, even though people think that I'm Reagan on this guy is he wins. How, how can you how can you argue against yeah, wins and losses? Exactly. Can't. I'm trying, but exactly. you can't. Yeah. Paul, just be careful with the brother thing though, man. All right. What's wrong well, with the brother? brother thing, what I'm saying what I'm saying, listen, the brother thing brothers. is this, they want uh, two brothers in, in the in the final of the Super Bowl. And I don't know, I know. I married one, so Let's not go that way. All right, I don't know where I don't know where we are going on this call, but uh, we'll try again another time. I, I don't know where I don't, I don't know what road he said. He said that, the, I, I don't want to talk okay, about. You know, you know, you know, I don't know okay. where we're going. He's not. He's. I don't want to. Um. Hey, you know what? Let's talk to Dave in Miami. Oh my God, Bart, Mister, my favorite mascot and yours, Mister Met. Oh, Mr. Met tonight. Okay. Yeah, I love Mr. Met. He actually photobombed him one time. I believe that 100%. Yeah, we were in the elevator. He decided to, to, to just grab my grab me from behind. I, I don't you met Mr. Met in an elevator? Yeah, at City Field. I'm from New York originally, man. You, you oh, okay. No, okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm not here retired in Boca. I'm not ready for I that guess yet. to your to your credit, I've never seen Mr. Met take the stairs, so. 
No, never. I had to hit trip over his feet. Anyway, yeah. um, good, good win with the Lakers. I'm surprised they actually beat Boston. Maybe Boston fell asleep. But my question to you, sir, is that Darvin Ham needs to go. Who do you think is going to take his place? And I'll hang up and wait for the, for the answer. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. Sheppy, I love you, baby. What about uh, you? Want to, you want to talk about how there's been some online rumblings and smoke, Shep, about Andy Reid? I'm seeing some online rumblings that maybe we shouldn't be talking about who the Lakers are acquiring. <laughs> we should be talking about who they're sending away. No, I know. A la King James. Yeah, I mean, with the whole you mentioned it. Yeah, uh, you mentioned it earlier this week about the whole um, you know hour hourglass and. The reality is that's just been a mess. Um, they yeah, maybe have... he's not saying Darwin's time's up. Maybe he's saying my time is up. That that's fair. You know, I got he's got to... his roots in L.A. That's why he wanted to go there. He's got his roots in L.A. Uh, yeah. But for the basketball wise, maybe it's just you know he's he's going to go somewhere mm. else and play with his kid eventually anyway. Correct. So why 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 maybe. Hey, we we all think Dejounte Murray is the big centerpiece uh, of the trade deadline. Could it be LeBron James? Right, even though we, literally DeAndre Russell is just as good, does everything except maybe defensively, but he's a better shooter. Here's the thing, Bart. Your neck of the woods, a guy that mentored Darvin Ham, happens to be out there right now and was unceremoniously fired after he dealt with arguably the biggest family tragedy of his life, and that's why they lost in five games. He would oh, be, you want to bring Bud to the Lakers? Let me tell you something. I, I, I like I like Darvin Ham. I even like Frank Vogel. He's an upgrade to both those guys, and they won a championship with Frank Vogel. Wow. I feel like if Darvin Ham would have got fired, that would have happened already. Right. But maybe not. What do What do you think? Like realistically, out of out of a thousand, yeah. What number would you put on LeBron getting traded? <laughs> Well, he's, he's right. I mean, he's got a no trade clause and they're not, they, they understand that even though they may not be championship contenders, when you have LeBron, you sell out crypto arena. So they're not, the, the buses are not a stupid family. They know who LeBron James LeBron still is. likes jumping onto things after they've already like, like yeah. you don't think LeBron's thinking like, you know what? The Knicks are having a good, real good run. But if I go to MSG and get on that team. You don't think maybe LeBron wants to manufacture a trade to the Knicks? I got to tell you something, Bart. The Knicks chemistry, you see them winning a nine in a row, winning without Julius Randle against the Pacers. They don't want LeBron. Yeah, LeBron and AD didn't play tonight. It's the best the Lakers look since the in-season tournament final, honestly. <laughs> You're not kidding. And then they didn't play. The Bartometer. We got to turn this baby on. It needs a few seconds to warm up, so I'll turn it on, and we'll do this next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 